Welcome to Virtually Minded. I'm your host, Sarah Garnham, and I'm a virtual assistant working with best-selling authors and small businesses, helping them to manage their time so that they can get on with what they do best. Along the way, I've learned so much from all of my clients, so myself, my clients, and other inspirational guests will be here to share all of these tips, knowledge, and advice with you. So tune in right now and get your week off to a great start. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6 of Virtually Minded. Thank you so much to everybody who has been tuning in to my episodes um, and for giving me the motivation to continue and create more um, episodes and to bring on more inspirational guests. Last week we were joined again by my husband Jamie and we'd been putting some new routines and ideas into place within our own home um, to see if we could boost the morale and um, really create a great sort of home learning environment for our daughter. And I'm really glad that some of you have managed to take some of these ideas on board and put them into your own lives. So thank you again for your your feedback. Um, So this week, I'm going to be airing an interview with a lady called Rosalind Kahn. We recorded um, a fantastic interview together um, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so excited to bring that to you today. Um, Rosalind is an amazing lady with such a great history. Um, She is a TED talker, um, so these are inspirational talks that take place all over the world, and she's actually done three of them, um, and she'll tell you all about what they are and what it takes to be a TED talker. Um, She's also a professor at a college in LA, and she's a coach um, for public speaking as well, so she's got some fantastic um, insights into that and some great experience behind her. Um, I won't tell you too much about Rosalind because I'm going to put you straight over to the interview right now and I really hope you enjoy it. Hi Rosalind and welcome to Virtually Minded. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me come from all the way from Southern California all the way over to England. It's such an honor and privilege. My first time in English on the podcast. So congratulations. Woohoo! Oh, brilliant. Oh, I'm so excited. This is your first experience of um, having an English podcast. That's brilliant. And you're the first American guest that I've had on so far. Wow. Well, I am really quite impressed by the, by the artist that you have, you know, brought before of the lady with infertility and the amazing photographer. So um, I'm excited for your questions and to see what we can learn about one another. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's brilliant because of course you can ask me questions um, as well. And we'll just have a great conversation about everything that's, that you've been putting out there. Um, And I'm really excited for people to learn more about you. Um, I'm kind of keeping it not a secret, but I've been giving dribs and drabs of information um, to friends and listeners about what they can kind of expect. But I think people are going to be pretty, pretty wowed by by what you've done. So, Rosalind, let's start and tell us a bit about yourself. Well, most people probably don't know me over in England, but I am a TEDx speaker. I've given three TED Talks. A lot of them were oriented to, to children, and I know a lot of people in England are having problems in today's time, so they'd probably be interested in them. One of them is called Language Comes to Life, and it's about taking my college and high 
college students to the theater and how that changed the way that they learned the English language. And it was really a beautiful story. We had watched the, the film of 12 Angry Men and we had watched it in class so that when they got to the theater, they'd have an understanding of what was going on. And because class only goes an hour and a half or whatever it was, they didn't have time. So they wanted to go see the end so that they knew what the story was really all about. Yeah. And the, the video is heartwarming. I'm still in contact with one of the ladies in the, in the class who um, I had my students do volunteer work. It was called service learning. And she went to a center that was next door that, that gave sack lunches and Bibles to, to all these people. And she said, never in my life have I learned so much about so many different people. And um, she later went on to get a scholarship that I'd written on her behalf and went out and did some, some work with you know labor organizing. She was an artist. Now she's gone back to real estate school and she's a professional chess player. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's quite an amazing story. Um, and you'll see her in the video. And second speech was called Coming Around the Curve on My Battle with Scoliosis. And um, it's how I became a more compassionate human being. And so I, I really identify with people who've had struggles of adversity and, and difficulties, you know, just like your, your fellow author who um, had the problems of infertility. It's anybody who has a problem. We have this bond when we've gone through one of these experiences, we can say we understand. It gives um, that empathy, doesn't it? That newfound it, empathy. It, it really does. And then the third one was called Breaking Cultural Barriers and how everyone can, can be the change agent of the world. And the story talks about three ordinary people, a woman from the women's rights movement. There was a movie done about her, Rosa Parks and the Australian rower and how he was just standing up for, for what he had wanted wanted to believe and um they're they're on the they're on the they're on my webpage which is rosalindcon.com the one that has uh the most views about 3,000 people have seen it is the one that's language comes to life about taking the students to the theater i'm also an author based on the ted experience i uh, coach some people in the ted world and some of those people are in this book on a message for tomorrow's leaders but um the, the books I wrote were Random Acts of Kindness or Change in the World. And it's one of the things that I'd recommend to people. I was in a BNI meeting this morning and she said, please, in this time of difficulty and hardship, I want you to begin every day saying how lucky I am to be here and how I will do this. And I have this opportunity and I have this choice. And they say, if we do gratitude each and every day, and we begin in that way, we can help overcome the grief and the strife that, that we, we realize. I mean, perfect example, I got up this morning and I thought I had a, a podcast in Italy, India, and my phone was just going round and round and my computer looked like it had a virus. And oh no! I got on early and I said, oh my God. And I went back to bed and I'm like, God, please, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God. <laughs> and when I got back, I remembered, you know, there's this full safe thing that if you turn things off, they're not as bad as you think they are. <laughs> so when I turned off the phone and restarted, it miraculously worked. See, that's when the I turn first thing, computer, isn't it? Try reading it is what, the, was what IT professionals always say if you call upon them, don't they? Have you tried yeah. rebooting it? <laughs> Have you tried rebooting it? And so, you know, you restart it and you, you re-get it going. And, and so that was the, the miracle of 
what makes it happen. And it's like whenever you call the IT person, you've always kind of figured it out beforehand. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, so so we did get onto that. But this last book here is called A Message for Tomorrow's Leaders. And um, it was inspired by the academics at the school who said that before the pandemic hit, um, smartly so, how was it that we keep the minorities in the classroom? And um, that was the premise that, that inspired me to bring all sorts of wide variety of different backgrounds to different professionals. Um, it can almost be a career guidance book of what career you wanna go into and, and how to make sense out of life. And it ended up, I asked people three questions. What's their name? What's their profession? Um, what is it that they would recommend about the protest? What they would recommend about the riots? Did they have a right or a wrong place? And the wisdom that, that came through, I wanna tell you, when I read through the, the complete book, just to make sure, I was filled with this, wow, this is really beautiful. Oh, wow. I mean, I never imagined when I put this together the wealth of information in there. And um, it has a best-selling author, Ken Unger, who is the, the doctor of soul. He helps people who are addicted to opioid drugs okay. and um, helps them through counseling to go ahead and overcome those adversities. Um, there's TEDx organizers that I've worked with, um, a guy by the name of John K. Bates, who works with a lot of professionals on big stages, and Kat Haber, who, um, I interviewed, I, I, I worked with a lady whose name was Ilian Gilad, and she was on part of the Olympics. And I had coached her on her TED, TED, TED stage. And when she had her fourth one to do and her coach wasn't working out, she said, Rosalind, they've got this guy and he just doesn't have time. Can you help me? And it was so incredible to, to, to go up to Alaska oh, and, wow. yeah. and to, to just see the, the beauty of this beautiful island and to to be there um but um and that's fantastic that she called upon you because of obviously she got to know you and your expertise and things like that um and can you i was just going to say can you explain a little bit about the background of tedx talks um because i love them i think they're absolutely incredible the premise behind them but as you know the first person who has been a TEDx speaker that I've had on here. I'd love for you to wow. give your insight into kind of what, what the ethos is behind them. Well, basically the messages behind it is they want a new message. You know, a lot of people try and come with books or modalities that they've done and they go, oh, I gotta get this out there, I gotta get this out there. Yeah. And sometimes the look is for the people who haven't done that they have a really unique message and if you think back about the stories that i shared about language comes to life you know when i went and i i i'll say i interviewed or i went to a ted organizers event um because when i went to my first event i was in toastmasters for a number of years i've taught for at the time it was 15 years and when i entered that that meeting i was working as an organizer doing the um, helping the logistics and helping set up the background. And when I went to this event, I, I met this mentor of mine, his name was John Bates. And he and I just became amazing friends. And so he had done uh, this event and he was teaching people, there's a difference between professional speaking 
Yeah. And Ted's speaking. Okay. And he said, you know, you've, you've got to have this organization and you've got to have the structure, but in Ted, it's got to be beyond that. You've got to make it literally come to life yeah. and highly animated. And, and he and I became great friends. So when the Ted event, um, I, I, get up in that meeting and I said, um, hi, my name's Rosalind. I've been teaching public speaking for the last 13 years and I'm just here to learn. Wow, that's amazing. And when I walked out the hall to go to the bathroom, Blake, this lady named Kat Haber came up to me, who's a big environmentalist, big change advocate of what we can do in our environments to, to help out humanity she has this thing that she doesn't go to the, the brightest and the greatest places in the world, but she goes to the small communities because it's the small farmers and the small individual people that have the biggest possibility of changing our, our global environment and making it safe for, for everyone. And she said, I'd like to talk to you. I have some people that I think that you could work with. And the, um, I'm bad at names, but the first person she introduced me to was a person who worked on huge disasters in the world where people who'd been through really traumatic experience of war and violence and things like that. And the children had been raped and were going through post-traumatic stress. And she said, I think this would be a wonderful person for you to work with. And she and I worked well, I began working with this person, but unfortunately our schedules didn't work, but it was just such an incredible story. Um, the next lady I said, you know, had been on the, the news on um, the Olympics and her story was, was this. She always had a parent who told her that she wasn't good enough and washed her mouth with soap and water and just said, you shouldn't say these things. And was a, a real downer on her life. And um, she was over in, I wanna call it France or Europe and she just finished the Olympics and she'd gone to this mixer and it was New Year's Eve and she met this guy with this yucky old clothes and he handed her this crinkled piece of paper and he said, take this. And she undoes it and she looks at what's on the paper and it's a message that says, go to this train station on this day and enter this train. Okay. She's like, what's, what's this all about? And so she goes on the train and the door's about to close. And as it goes on the last close seat, she goes on and she gets this intuitive message that tells her to start singing. And the only songs that she remembers is the religious songs that she grew up as a young Jewish child. And she starts singing these songs and all of a sudden the people who had their newspapers that were peeled up to her head suddenly start dropping them down and they start taking hands and they start putting money in her apron. Wow. And she realized something that she had this, this phenomenal gift and she went on to give this speech of how she connected the Israelis and the Arabics. And when she went in and talked to people who were on the life support, that when she started singing with this beautiful 
instrument that you just breathe on to this beautiful harp, the lines would start going up and, you know, you could hear that the, the kid were breathing and there was respiration that was, was started from just the singing that she had gone ahead and, and, and done. And it was beautiful. And all three of her talks were about the magic and the beauty of, of music and how it travels through rocks and rocks can go ahead and, and feel um, the sound, just like the pings of people liking my pictures on Instagram. That's the pinging. They're going, yeah, that's right, Rosalind. That's right. You get some amazing pictures. Um, and um, it was it was just beautiful. And and so I'd say to anybody who wants to, to be a TED speaker is to go and, and look at the TED Talks that are out there and ask yourself, what kind of message is there that I could do that's, that's, that's different? that's unique and you know actually I'm so glad that you asked me that because in a couple of weeks I'm going to be speaking at a coach masters group and they've asked me to talk about that experience of being on a TEDx stage so if there's any friends here in England who would love to join that meeting it's uh, coach masters there's a public speaking group and when you go onto the coach masters page you will see one of my 188 interviews about reducing stress with uh, Rosalind Khan so it's um that is what we need right now isn't it Rosalind That's you know it's it's it is it is so true and I I'm so grateful that that you took the time out of yourself to realize at the beginning of the year that there was there was a huge need um and I like the fact that you help authors and writers and people who are too busy like myself to do what needs to be done by helping them but you began seeing the stories and we all get these messages yeah. And we get these messages in our heart. And I hope the, the leaders are listening out there because they, they tell us things. But so many times we let the external world push them away and quiet them down and not listen. And it was the, the gift that you began listening and seeing that there was a message in the world, you were talking about the mindset mental with Robert Dial, and he had put out this thing talking about about if if the pandemic brought us good or brought it bad, and 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 I would say, you know, a lot of the research here in the United States has has gone ahead and and shown um, a member of a global society of female executives and the director Robbie Motter says there are more people who've made money and been more successful. I was at a strategic alliance. I don't know if that's where we connected or the woman on podcast. And so many of those people are just of such giving hearts, wanting to help other people out and to share their message with the world. And, you know, if, if we just stop a moment and reflect. Yeah, it's so important. And I think, you know, like we were talking about before we actually started recording, it is just, there seems to be a shift in mindset and that there seem to be more and more people coming to the forefront like yourself, like many podcasts, YouTube channels that are now about how can you improve yourself? What story have I got to tell that will inspire you? And really my podcast, I just want to bring people on here that have got stories to tell and you know, and that's so that's, much. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's the beauty of it. And if we look at this time, I know people, I mean, I myself have this book, I have 
several other books that I've thought about that are in my head. If you go to my Instagram, Rosalind Khan, you can see plenty of pictures of flowers and food and furry friends, which is my next book of how I survived the pandemic. And to me, it was an inspiration to, to boost my creativity. Um, I love flowers. And if I go, let's see, this way. There we go. You can see those, beautiful. Love the color. The front of my yard. And they just bring me so much happiness. And I started doing decorations of flowers, doing hot breeze and other things and cooking and putting recipes up there. It's going to be a book like, you know, like chocolate and water coming together. Um, we can learn languages. There's a woman I saw on Instagram who had learned how to do decorative flowers. Um, I was with a Ventura Women's Professional Group last night, and this lady talking about curling. If you wanted to pick up a, a new hobby to, to, to learn a new language, um, it's giving people a time to sit together and eat with their family. That's the thing, and it's reflecting, isn't it? And a lot of people who I've spoken to, um, friends, family, people I've met through you know my podcasting and my business, um, they all say that the one lovely thing about it is reflecting, being mindful, reading books. Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds like you did exactly the same thing and that it really. Yeah, it's just, it it's, just it's just really it's just really taking out the time. And, you know, I got to come back to that gratitude. If we all just give gratitude each and every day when we get up and I like to say, if I don't do it in the morning, uh, do it several times when you feel yourself getting beat up is write down what you're grateful for. And, uh, you know, a, a big message is about being mindful of, you know, really understanding it's, it's, there was a thing at the college I worked for Los Angeles Community College District and they, they gave some advice on, on mental awareness. And the first thing they said is in your business and organization, you should have regular meetings where people get together and talk and so every major disaster, whether it was the, the protests that were happening or the uprising at the White House or the changing of legislation for the DREAM Act or whatever it was, our, our college president, um, who's in, in my book, her first name is, is Mary. I'll remember it, the last name at the, at the end, but she's the president of LA City College, has a weekly um, podcast to the college and just bringing people together and having a chance and the second thing it said is to be conscious of what you're feeling because in in any day you know I shared myself it didn't start as a very good one but you you take out the moments of, of gratitude and with a little bit of shift we can we can change what's what's going on on there and and how we feel about it and, you know, I believe there's a, there's a big, huge power of writing. You, you write down, you say it, you put it out there. I was on the Strategic Alliance and I said, I, Rosalind Khan, wanted to do 50 podcasts. So if you know any friends or anyone hears this and love to have me on their show, I'd love to be there. And I want to be an international author. And so being with you today in England and yesterday with India, um, we're out there, Germany, Sweden, Norway. It's, just, it's well, fantastic podcasting I just find it incredible I'm still fascinated by it being at the beginning of the journey because it is it's networking so you get to meet incredible people so even just this experience for me 
is amazing. Right. Not only yeah. do I get to do that, but I get to then portray that to anyone that's listening to this, um, spreading a message. And it's and then you find out, you know, there's I'm in touch with other podcasters who will listen to this, and you may think, wow, Rosalind Khan, what a great message! I'm going to get her on. So it's just it's networking in the most beautiful way. Right, and, 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 and knowing your message, I know other people that I can I can bring to you. And I was on Louise Coffey's show today and um, they were talking about, you know, automating things and getting things out. But the big thing I remember is two years, two years, two years. And so my message to you is you want to have an impact. You want to keep this up and going for at least two years okay. to get your message out. And you said you were on your third show and it's just growing and expanding. And it, I think with the, the mindset that you have and the ideas of just always learning. And it's like, who do you know who could? The lady in India said, who do you know who could? And who do you know who could? And we've all we've all got messages to share. And I think as mentioned on a, uh, a happy network that, that came out of uh, Pennsylvania yesterday, um, I'm always on the move and my husband says, what are you doing? Do you ever work? <laughs> I am working, I am working, this is work. This is work. You know, do you ever get off that, that machine? And they were saying it's, it's thanks to, to this that I was with a lady from China who said I do business all over the world and any people that you can introduce me to, I'm with a, a world leaders worldwide in Toastmasters and a project masters and a coach masters group. Um, one of my best friends from an online business I have that helps people with their essential services um, joined my group from Dallas, Texas. And it all, it all works. It all works. It does. It's just a great way of meeting people, great way of connecting, getting messages across. And sometimes you come across new information that you didn't realize was out there. Yeah, um, I, was, I, was, I was talking to someone yesterday from, from England who did, works in organizational change. Um, Grant Kennedy is a, a tremendous person of, of, of change and development and we were talking about the misnomers that were out there and he was telling me what was happening in, in England of the immigrant communities who have been told misnomers or untruths that it was had meat products in it or that it was going to to change the 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 DNA and he said they're they're just lies. They're just lies. It's it's just strange and you know here in the US they talk about it you know, putting stuff in your stems in your changing your DNA and this, that, and the other. And it's, it's all part of this, this anti-hysteria, you know, the United States has been filled with lots of rhetoric that's not always true. And you've got to check where those resources come from to be able to, to fathom the, the truth from the, the fantasy that's out there. There's so now, many places now that you can gather information um, which is a wonderful thing. I spoke about it with my husband on our first podcast about the wealth of knowledge that's out there on the internet. But you right. have to and be careful, don't you, about you know what is true, what are you being fed, what kind of conspiracy theories and things like that could be dangerous to people as well. But but I but I think one of the things I'm really grateful for for England is is the the BBC has a past and a history. I had a student giving a speech on the truth and fallacies of President Trump. And he said one of the, the, the brighter 
Lights was the BBC who said, when you look at a movement and you look at what it's composed of, you look at the genesis of the idea of where it's coming from and this, that, and the other. And that's the way it had expressed this, this rally. Yeah. Fox Media on the other side of the world that has a different perspective. And, you know, the BBC, as long as I've been in education and academia, it's, it's one of the greatest things. And I also used to travel in a group called Up With People. I was in a group called Cast E of 1985. And some of my greatest friends were from England. A lady by the name of Ruth is one of the wonderful warm spots I have of, you know, just, just knowing that this world is built of people all over the world and everybody knows somebody. Yeah. And it's in this time that we really need to reach out and connect to people. Yeah, definitely. so true. We can't physically travel and to places as much, but you know we are so lucky that we've got this means of communication now. Um, no, and it makes the world a nicer place, doesn't it? To see. Oh, it's it 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 certainly does. And you know, had it not been for the pandemic, I don't think you and I might even be connecting. Do you know. You know? completely agree because I think we would have been probably so focused on our local life you know in our own towns um that you wouldn't have have time to stop and think perhaps I want to reach out further and find out research about these other people out there who who might be of benefit to to, you know send a a message across that we we really want to portray but you you know that is I'm sorry this thing is on my screen but I'll just ignore it um so anyhow you know it's so true because there's a, a friend of mine um a guy who was a best man in my wedding and he had a, a a sister-in-law that was in in Italy and she had helped me many years ago when I was doing a, a book signing over there I had a book signing that was over in Italy for a random acts of kindness or change in the world and she had got me a book signing there and as the pandemic hit I was curious as what was happening in Italy and how were they experiencing the pandemic and what had gone ahead and happened. And she was talking about the stores that had closed down and businesses that were no longer open and, and um, the adversities that she had to face. uh, And that was fascinating. There was a colleague of mine. I traveled enough with people. I reached out to her in Australia and she said, I got to get out of this place. I mean, you, you go out and you get tickets if you're not at this particular place and you can exercise between X and Y. And But she told me one of the beauties of it was there was a local restaurant or store that had put packages of food together that would give you the recipes of how you could have an international course of food that you could make at home and put all these things in a packet so that you could spend time cooking with your family. And she said she and a single woman would get together online and just share these beautiful meals, preparing them oh, I love together. That. That's just and, thinking outside the box, isn't it? And thinking, you know, how can I help people? It's, it's not just, you know, you may need some food, I'm going to supply you with the goods, but it's thinking how can they make this into a social occasion as well? Yeah, and it was it was it was it was just beautiful. So um, you know, I just love hearing the stories of what what people are doing in in different parts of the world and how they're you know dealing with the pandemic and the importance of exercise and fitness is is really absolutely critical and key. And I was saying to to someone yesterday, 
you know, he said, I can't exercise as much. I said, well, you could do push-ups and sit-ups every morning. I mean, I have a whole routine I've done for my back because I've got arthritis in my back and I make it a part of every day and everybody can do push-ups and sit-ups. Yeah. You know, you can, you can run in place and. There's so many things now. There's so many things that you can do. And I was going to say to you, because at the moment with, um, you know, us here in the UK being back in lockdown and the children off school again, which has been quite a shock to many people um, because there was a moment when everybody went back to school after Christmas for one day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then that night on the Monday evening, there was an announcement at eight o'clock in the evening um, that the children would no longer be going to school. And it was probably going to be until the middle of February before they could even look at going back. So like we were talking about before, um, you know, children's mental health is suffering. I notice it with my daughter. She's she talks about getting into her pajamas a lot more <laughs> than normal. So I sort of I worry about her a bit. And this book, you know, Message for Tomorrow's Leaders, looking I think at it's it, really, it's it really gives people inspiration because here in the United States, I I remember I was I was in my classroom and I can see it in my head. You know, I was in class and all the students get this this text in the class. I, I also take a law class. I'm learning the law and the paralegal. And she said, oh, my God, we just got a message. Um, we're not going to be in school next week and we're going to be going on online. And, and um, what we did in the U.S. is they had a week. We were off a week. And everyone who didn't know how to do online learning had a crash course on how to do online learning. Wow. And within a week, we were back up and operational. And um, so the fact they gave him a course was quite amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had done some things with, with my students that I would highly suggest to anybody who's, who's listening to this, this podcast is I had my students create a dream board okay. and, you know, take pictures out of magazines, out of newspapers of where you'd like to be or what you'd like to do by the end of this year. Don't just say when the pod, when, when this is over, look at six months, three months, nine months, 12 months, and, and put a dream board together of those dreams, those goals, and those ideas. And, you know, they really work. I was in a, a, a group that was called Frontier Training yeah. And I remember that one of the things I had said was that I was going to read a book, write a book. I was going to be in Italy. I was going to do something in fashion. And I've done some, some modeling. You can see that on my, my Facebook and my Instagram page. Wow. And um, I did speak in London, in Italy. And I did do a book signing in Italy. And um, I got some beautiful dresses that were customized and made for yeah. me and and, and the other thing is, there's lots of things on the internet of 101 ways. And I gave my student extra credit for just going and doing one of those 101 things. Those, and those blog posts that you see. And what going back to what you were saying about that you projected out there, right, I want to be in Italy. I want to write a book. I want to be in fashion. To me, I, I talk a lot about the law of attraction and, you know, like for like what you physically what you put out there the ideas that you think about and if you really believe them they seem to they do seem to happen it seems to be like it does seem to be a law well, doesn't it 
Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of, I, I remember there was uh, a mentor in life. He said, it's one thing to have it in your head, but it's another thing to share it with the world. And if you, you know, you sit down and you tell your family each and every day, what was the, the greatest thing that happened? You know, I had this wonderful interview with Sarah Cram and I reached the, the market of, of England today and I couldn't go to sleep last night because I kept on thinking I'm going to be in India in the morning and England at night. What is tomorrow going to bring? Yeah. I'm going to Hawaii this weekend and how excited I am about that. And oh, it's yeah. just, you know, in, in everything that happens, there are things to celebrate. And so often our mind is trained for the, the id or the ego to look at what's wrong. They say that yeah. that's, um, there's a guy, I can't remember his name. He's a really good life coach online. I must look him up and send you the link. And I'll put the link out for anyone listening as well. Um, and he talks about how the brain is actually wired to protect you by being fear, fearful and negative. Because if you're relaxed and you're having fun and you're happy, then you're not on guard, ready for any kind of threats. And I guess that goes back to the days when you know, we were chased by lions <laughs> living in. Yeah, Canada. it was, it was, it was interesting. I was, I was working with this, this guy in India. That's uh, uh, a friend of mine. His name is Varma, Varma, and he's part of BNI and Toastmasters. And he had me in the speakology thing. And I had this lady who was trying to get out words. Yeah. And I said, let me make a suggestion to you. I want you to talk about something you love. I know that you just recently came back from Canada and I want you to tell me the, the, the time in Canada and the words just flowed and they came out just like magic and eloquence and she paused and she said, secret, when you talk about things you love, the words flow. Something that means something to you. About yeah. something that doesn't. We're looking at that right word. We're looking at how do we say this? How do we make sense of it? And that's that's the beauty of, of language. When you know a language, it just, just comes from inside. And you do um, coaching, don't you, for people? Who yeah, I, I, I coach people on, on stages. I have a, a young lady today at three o'clock who's going to be, uh, she's a Filipino and she's going to be in a, a beauty pageant. And her, her mom wanted to, to work with me to um, help her on gaining her confidence and becoming a more confident speaker. Uh, last semester, I was saying I had a student in my class and there was a competition on the college and my college had my high school student win as the, the best speaker there. And I thought, wow, that's, wow. And I that's what that I can do. Your students. That was one of my students. And hey. then there was the time that I had uh, fractured my wrist and I entered in, in school with a a cast on my arm and I say, I might not be able to write with this right hand, but I've got a brain and all I need is this right here. And if you're in my class, I know that one of you in this class is going to be a winner. And for the next year and a half, my students came in first, second or third place for several years in a row. Fantastic. And, it sounds uh, like you're a really passionate teacher from what you've explained. It sounds well, like you love that profession. Well, I, I love inspiring and, and teaching people. I say that, you know, if you're the right student who comes to the classroom and it wants to learn yeah. and is not afraid of a challenge, I'm there for you. Fantastic. And uh, I, I can make it happen. 
Fantastic. And I think it's, you know, these days when children, you know, are at home learning or they're a bit more distant at school, sitting further apart and they feel less social. I think having a teacher like you there, who's passionate, who wants to talk to them, wants to celebrate the students' loves and passions themselves. I just think that will help so much. And have you got any tips for parents? Obviously you talked about your 101 things to do or and the dream board. What about parents at home now that are homeschooling? Well, I think for parents who are, are homeschooling, one of the difficulties is the challenge of, of the space. You know, you got three kids and three computers and, you know, on my, my capabilities, you know, sometimes the kid had to share the computer with the mom and I never got to see them. And it would be, you want to have a schedule, a normal schedule that, you know, Yes, school only starts at this, but we're still going to get up and we're going to have breakfast together. What's really important is that we have that breakfast together and maybe we do our exercises together and we say how grateful we are. We do family reading. And now that we're at home, it's, it's really the time to spend helping your kids out on the challenges or the difficulties that they have. But I think the most important lesson out of everything is taking time away. Yeah. where mom and dad is and the kid isn't working on school, but you do something together as a family. There was a, a, a gentleman that I was talking to, his name is Shane Borsa. And um, he and I were talking about some twins that they had kind of adopted, yeah. came from a broken home and how they spent time together as the family cooking and how cooking is a bond that really brings people together you can't talk about geometry, math, and problems, but how much sugar do we need? And do we stir this and that? And he said, it became such a memorable thing that when the kid went away to college, he called him up one day and he says, I'm coming back in town and I put my schedule together just so I can make sure that I can continue those, those meals that I had with you. Oh. And it shows the, the value of spending time with the family and, and cooking, or maybe there's a special project. I, I know my um, nephew is really into building and electronics and things like that. If you have a boy, maybe there's some electronics or computer thing that you can work with them or, or help them build an app on the, on the, on the computer. Yeah. Um, and, and the big thing is not letting your kids spend all day on the phone, all day on the computer, all day on social media, because the worst thing is to compare. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're great as you are of yourself. And as soon as we start looking at, you know, the other people are out there and what they're going ahead and doing, it's, we begin to think less of ourselves and, you know, I would, I would just say as we go around that, that family dinner table at night is giving each kid a different message, of how valuable and important they are. You know, I like Johnny, the, the time and the effort and the dedication you put on working on that project. I could see your frustration and what impressed me is that you kept working and you, you kept, you kept on and that is so important. And, 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 and Susie, the fact that you, um, we're working on, on science and Susie, I want you to, to know that you can be anything that you want to be. And the fact that you're looking in that, that's, that's a perfect occupation for you. 
and you know that's amazing mama, you know it's it's you know the the wife it's you know this this is a is a great dinner but i want you all to know that your wife is also a social media expert and the time that we allow her to do that you know gives her the time that she can be valued for her multiplicity of skills and you know dad it's it's great that that you're not traveling the world yeah. that we get to spend time together and 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 chat and have conversations um i think these are these are golden opportunities for us to reframe our life i know a lot of people in here in the states are are moving to places where the cost of living is less because they don't have to commute to the the workplace yeah. and there's major changes that are happening and people need to to think about well what is there in my life it takes 60 to 90 days to create a habit that you can make as a part of you that you want to continue for the the future so rosalyn thank you so much for giving us all the insights into the people that you know, the people you've met who have, you know, given you such inspiration. And I know that myself and the listeners have been inspired as well. Um, so what advice or what gifts can you offer us um, or to our youth of society for, at the end of this podcast? Well, one of the, the biggest things I want to offer them, I want to give you this following message and then I'll tell you my, my uh, gift I found this online when I was looking for inspirational quotes and I put in the word hope in it. It said, hope is being able to see that there is, despite all of the darkness. And I think this is a mantra for, for all of us to, to think about every day. Yeah. There is good and bad. And what is it that you can celebrate each and every day? And secondly, uh, for all your listeners for, for tuning into this wonderful show and, and gratitude for what you've done, if any listener to Sarah Graham's podcast will send me an email message to con.roslyn, K-A-H-N dot R-O-S-A-L-Y-N at gmail.com, they will be able to get a link to get the first book that I wrote, Random Acts of Kindness. Um, a wow as as my gift to them and anyone who wishes to to follow me can find me on instagram i have a a show there it's called rosalind khan it's a community of unity bringing our world together in the times that we have um i'm also on linkedin i'm also on facebook um instagram um youtube and um twitter and any way they want to reach out to me, I'd be more than happy to help anybody if they want any help in the art of speaking or coaching. I'm here and I'm at your service. And I thank you so much for reaching out to me so that we can make this possible so we could travel across the globe and help the listeners in England as well as the ones here in the United States. Oh, that's fantastic. And what a wonderful gift that you've offered people there. Please do take Rosalind up on that gift because that is that's beautiful. Um, and people will be able to learn so much from their free book that you're offering them. That's so generous um, and, you know, really apt for the sort of person that you've you've come across as on this podcast. It's been a real, real pleasure to have you on, Rosalind. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Gratitude beyond words. And at the end of every meditation, we say the words, 
Namaste. Have a bright and beautiful day. I look forward to talking with you soon. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rosalind. Really looking forward to speaking to you again one day. All right. Take Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, thank you so much to Rosalind there for joining me. That was such a great interview and really, really great to to listen to her story and be in the presence of somebody who's just had so much experience. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that and just count myself lucky that that Rosalind wanted to to be on the podcast. So thank you so much again. Um, And I really hope that you are able to get in contact with Rosalind and get that gift that she's offered to all of you because that's such a a generous thing that she she has offered. So um, next week, it's going to be me, actually. This is the first podcast with just me um, since really the first ever trailer that I released. Um, And what I want to do is I'm going to be reflecting. So my word of the week is going to be reflection. I'm going to reflect on some of the people we've spoken to so far and what kind of characteristics, what kind of influences that they all have um, to make them successful. Let's look back, let's learn, actively learn about these people and how we can adopt these ways of life to really help us. So I'm really looking forward to recording that and to sharing what I've picked up with you and you can then hopefully enjoy that and implement that into your own lifestyle. So thank you so much and I'll see you next week for episode seven. Why not visit us at virtuallyminded.co.uk to find out all about our virtual assistant service, mindset coaching, and here you can also find all of our podcast episodes. You can also search for Virtually Minded on Instagram and Facebook and join our Facebook group where we share resources about each of our episodes. Keep tuning in and I'll see you next week on Virtually Minded, creating success in a changing world.